Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Dave Cast. This is episode 41. Episode 41 is sponsored to you by Alaska Canine Solutions. Yes, I am still sponsored. Pat, I appreciate it. My buddy, I was with in the Air Force. We were deployed together to Djibouti, Africa. Uh, started his own canine company. He trains dogs for personal protection, detection, you name it. He can train it for it. Uh, he is in Alaska, so reach out to him if you have any pointers, tips. Hit him up on Facebook. Uh, just Alaska Canine Solutions on Facebook and reach out to him if you need anything or whatever or just, I don't know, it's awesome. Uh, the, the, the shit they do and the way they train those dogs and Pat trained me and taught me a lot of stuff too. So shout out to you, Pat. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Hope you liked the episode. Um, uh, later. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I am excited. God damn, I didn't even get my notes out yet. But the Rand ride didn't happen this morning. I started it a little bit. I couldn't even pay attention. Uh, for those of you that aren't in the fucking Midwest or wherever, but we're getting pounded by blizzards and cold and fucking everything. It's like turning out to be the shittiest winter ever. And hope it's almost over. This shit is ridiculous. Why do we live here? Why? I don't know. Uh, the Rand Ray Rand ride is now just me sitting here. Uh, what did I want to talk about? I don't know, Dave. You tell them. It's your fucking podcast, man. Uh, been doing jujitsu. It's been great. Been awesome. Uh, Tuesday, I went in and I went to PMA. Shout out to PMA. They are not a sponsor. They do not uh, necessarily agree with all my views and the way I think about shit. Just throw that out there. Uh, jujitsu was good. I had no gas. I was just tired and I think I found out that I'm sick. So today's podcast is probably going to be a little short. Maybe not that much energy. I got some coffee in me. We might make it through. My, I feel a little stuffy. Uh, my, my chest is kind of congested. So Tristan came over this weekend. We got Tristan for the weekend. And he started feeling down and sick. And then Robin and then Autumn and now me. We all, pretty much all of us in the household got like this cold or whatever. And uh, I'm definitely not going to go to jiu-jitsu tonight. I don't even know if the gym's going to be open, you guys. It's freaking ridiculous outside. I know they had it open last night. Uh, but I don't want to go. The biggest thing is when you get sick or you're feeling ill, uh, going and touching other people and rolling around with them while they're trying to get in shape and be healthy isn't a good thing. So if you're sick, stay out of the gym. Uh, if you know you're having a runny nose, you're, I mean, we have people have runny noses all winter, but if you know you have a cold or a sickness coming on, stay out of the gym. Not even a jiu-jitsu gym. Just don't even go lift weights. Don't go. You're going to spread your shit to everybody else. But I've been thinking this about how, like, we send all of our kids to one place. And kids are gross and disgusting. And, like, I think that's, like, patient zero. It's going to be some kid that got it from school. Or, like, they jam all these kids into school and they all stick their fingers in each other's mouths and touch each other and sneeze on each other and play eat each other's boogers. And, I don't know, kids are disgusting, you know. And you can say yours aren't, but somebody's are and they're touching yours. So kids they just we put them all together and they all just it's like a petri dish of grossness and then they then we just scatter them out to everyone and we all have to be around our sick kids and they get us sick and then we're like well i don't have kids so i'm not around kids well somebody you work with has kids and their kids got them sick and they're gonna get you sick that's how it works but in the end is it more of a our, all of our immune systems are better because we just say, hey, when, when somebody starts getting sick, you pass it to the next person, you fight it off, you make your way through it, and then you don't get sick again, right, for a while. Unless you're one of those people that get sick all the time. 
I'm not that person. I don't get sick very often. I hate getting sick. When I do, I turn into a giant freaking pussy and I don't want to be sick and I need soup and whatever. And I don't know if I'm that bad. But I probably can be. So if you're sick, stay out of the gym. I guess it was the moral of that story. Uh, what else do I got going on? Uh, I think I talked about it last week a little, but my I have to go and have like a camera scope uh, by a gastrologist who's going to put a scope down my throat and look in my stomach and see what's going on. I'm still dealing with the phantom pain. The phantom pain. Uh, <laughs> but this, uh, I'm going to try to make this the best podcast I can with the energy I got. I'm going to keep pumping caffeine into my body. Uh, hopefully that'll get me through it. I, get, I can I can keep some excitement for you guys. Uh, life's beating me down right now with the cold, the weather. I'm getting sick. Uh, the soreness and stuff, not so bad. Um, I was really sore yesterday. Uh, I had some pretty tough rolls, and people were holding me in some crazy moves. And now my neck is sore, and my back is sore, and my hip my hip popped too. And yesterday morning, my hip was sore, but it kind of went away throughout the day. So, not necessarily an injury. Probably just did something, man. When you're going and wrestling and fighting with friggin' dudes that are bigger than you, which all of them are, except for maybe one or two of them, kind of get kind of get roughed up. But I love it. I don't understand why more people don't do jujitsu. Uh, it's a perfect segue, you guys. I'm. My story today, my, my story time is going to be about my jiu-jitsu journey. We're going to do shout-outs first. We're going to get into the MMA minute. Uh, it's UFC 234 this weekend. Uh, Whitaker versus Gaslam. There's not, I don't think there's too many fights on that card. I mean, it looks, it looks okay. But just big names. Not too many big names on the card. So if you're a casual fan, you might not know some of these people. But if you're a hardcore MMA guy, you're, you're looking forward to some pretty good fights this weekend. Uh... I got some shout-outs coming this way, and it's going to be about my jiu-jitsu journey and the guys that got me started and helped. There's so many people, my jiu-jitsu journey, so if I don't talk about you and you're one of those people, I love you, and I, I, I just, man, I can't, my memory isn't all there. And sometimes as I tell the stories, my memory gets refreshed, and I can think of, like, different aspects of the story or different people who are involved, and I can thank those people or talk about them. And, yeah. But... We're going to get into it here soon, but I did, I've been slacking on the stand-up. That's another thing I want to talk about. Uh, the only night I can really do any sort of stand-up is Tuesday nights at Sledsters, and I had got done with jiu-jitsu, and I was like 8.15, and I was like, I didn't want to wait around in town. I don't live in town. I don't want to wait in town for 45 minutes. I didn't have money to sit and have a drink or anything. I don't even want to drink. I don't know what I would have done. So I just went home, and uh, I've, been, I've been slacking on the writing for my pod, for not my podcast, for the podcast a little. No, I've been doing better with the podcast. But I'm saying with the stand-up comedy, I just been slacking, and I need to write more. I have ideas all the time. I just kind of stopped writing lately, and it's just life, man. Life's getting crazy. The weather's crazy. It's just, I don't know. It is what it is. <laughs> it always is what it is. And we got a profit share meeting. That's one thing I love about PSI. They do a profit share. I'm only gonna get half. Uh, maybe not even that. Uh, it, it's based on how many hours you were, you worked throughout the year, and I only got to work half last year because of the disability, and it is what it is. I'll take it, though. It's something. It's better than nothing. Some businesses, some companies don't give a profit share, and PSI does, and they're pretty awesome that they do that. And it's like an extra little tax return where I don't even get a tax return this year. I owe back child support, so they'll get it. And don't get me started on financial shit. It just keeps, I, every time I think I'm catching up, it's like I find another bill or something that puts me, sets me back or I got to buy stuff for the kids or buy something for somebody. And I got the gym membership now, which is what it is. And I'm just saying as more expenditures I got coming and slowly catching up, 
But things just happen and they set you back and this shit just got depressing and boring. Talk about your financial problems, Dave. But I don't even have that bad of financial problems, honestly. Like if you think about it, there's somebody out there right now who doesn't have a job at all and they're so broke and they can't haven't paid bills in a long time. And I don't know what their problem is, but I'm just saying, like, other people got it worse than I do. And gotta stop bitching, man. I try to stay positive. Try to stay positive until you walk outside and you almost freeze to death within five minutes. Fuck this place. <laughs> it's gonna be a good podcast, you guys. I don't know how long it's gonna be, I don't know how much energy I'm gonna have, but we're gonna try it. We're gonna, we're gonna knock this shit out. So we're gonna get back into, we're gonna do story time first. I was gonna do shout outs first, but I'm gonna mix it together. So story time, shout outs are together. I'm gonna tell you guys a little bit about my jujitsu journey. I don't know how much I'm gonna get into, where we're gonna branch off and go. I could talk about it a lot. So on the last podcast, uh, I talked about wrestling and shout out to Ron Krause. Uh, he just got a, he just got uh they just, he's been 30 years, he's been helping Millbank Wrestling Booster Club and to the Millbank Wrestling Program and he's been huge. He's He was my foundation. Uh, I remember being a little kid, and, I, and I'd, I'd get beat, and I'd come off the mat, and I'd want to cry, and Ronnie would be there, and Ron would be like, hey, you know, just stick with it, you did this, you do that, you're going to get, you know, and he'd just give you a little pep talk, and tell you what you did wrong, what you need to do to fix it, and he was always there, he was always such a positive guy, he was so great of a coach, and huge shout out to Ron Krause, thank you so much uh, for everything you've done for the Millbank Wrestling Program, and the Millbank Wrestling Program has always been, Millbank has always been known for its tough wrestlers, and he's a huge part of that. He's a giant part of that. So thank you so much. So you guys know that I start, I've been wrestling forever. And when it comes to jujitsu and grappling, a wrestling base, even when they say MMA now, a wrestling base is, is the best thing to have. And because it dictates where the fight goes. So I'm an MMA fighter and I can take someone down and beat them up on the ground. Or I can keep it standing because my stand-up, my kickboxing and my boxing is so good that I can keep it standing and win the fight there, like they dictate where the fight goes. And my first experience when it came to grappling or any of that stuff, like out in the missile field in Minot, a bunch of guys would always wrestle around and grapple with each other. And I remember Danny, my sister's husband, my boy Danny, he said he, uh, I was like grappling with him once and he just grabbed me in a guillotine right away. And I'm just a wrestler. So I went charging in on him and he guillotined me. And that was like the first time I'd ever really done some sort of grappling. And I wish I would have, I wish I'd have got into it then, and I really didn't think about it. And then I got stationed in Grand Forks, and I I left here. No, I went on a deployment to Djibouti, Africa. And in Djibouti, Africa, I I know I probably ta- I think I talked about Djibouti on other uh, other podcasts too. Well, I did McMap Marine Corps Martial Arts Program. There was we worked for the Marines, and I got to go down, and they had these tire. They had this pit. They called it the pit. <laughs> And it was tires all around it, and then it was chopped up tires inside of it for cushion, kind of like a mat, but not like a mat, just dirty and gross. But I mean, it was, it is what it is, and it, it worked. And while I was there, I went down and I trained with those guys, and I and I got my uh, tan belt. I don't know what it was. It was like my green belt. No, I think it was my tan belt. I don't have any Marines out there that remember, but I got my first belt in in Marine Corps Martial Arts McMap. And I thought it was pretty cool. It was fun. And I'll just double leg dudes, take them down, pass their guard real quick. And then I learned like a key lock or a Kimura. And that's all I would do to everybody. But that was my first taste of that. And then I got back to Grand Forks from Africa. 
And then I didn't have a chance to do any jujitsu or anything when I got back from Africa. And then they sent me to Turkey. When I got to Turkey, uh, I ran into a guy named AJ Frank. He was a dog handler. He was tall, good looking dude. Still is. Sorry, AJ. I don't even know if you listen to this shit, but tall, good looking dude. He, I, he was so career orientated, uh, not in a bad way, but like he knew he was like going to make a life out of the air force. And he knew that he, if you're going to do it, why would you not shoot for the top? And I think he made chief, right? I think if I last, I checked, he was the chief master sergeant. He was working for OSI. Uh, the dude is just a go getter. He's got a beautiful wife and family. Great dude. Someone to look up to. And he was a blue belt in jujitsu. And he was like, Hey, you, you want me to show you some stuff or whatever? So we had these shitty blue mats at the gym and we laid them down and, we would just start. He was my lifting partner too, by the way. We lift a lot of weights together and stuff. And uh, I think he's all into CrossFit now. But I bring. It's funny that I'm bringing him back up because he's getting back into jujitsu now. And 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 AJ, I follow you on Facebook. I follow you on all the social media, and it's it's awesome to see where you become, how what you become of it or whatever. But he, me and him would put on these mats, and I actually eventually ordered wrestling mat tape to tape them together so they wouldn't fucking come apart because they'd come apart and you'd be on the floor and we just started grappling and he started showing me some stuff and he would just triangle me and armbar me all day until I figured out how to not get armbarred and triangled again. And then, uh, another guy came along, um, Ashton Cummings, uh, the short stocky Irish dude. <laughs> I told you I was going to talk about your feet on here, but you had the weirdest feet. You had like webbed feet and they, I think they tried to fix it or something. Right. I don't know, man, but you had weird feet. I'm not calling you out. Like you were a beast, man. Like you were so, he was so strong and he's fun to roll with. And we all just battle with each other and we just, we made each other better. And, uh, people would jump in that would want to try it or people would show up that were TDY that were like higher ranking and they, you know, they've done some and had experience with it and roll with us. And we had a lot of fun with it. Uh, we really did. And then, Oh, Nick Hollis, you're the other dude that gets a shout out. Nick, uh, six foot tall black dude that would triangle me and beat me to death all day. He was, he was a blue belt too. Uh, I don't know if he went on. I don't know if he's still doing it or not. Jiu-jitsu. I still follow you on social media, Nick. Uh, last I seen you were making an olive bread, which makes me feel like you're turning white. So I don't know what's going on with that. But in Turkey, we all rolled. We all battled. Uh, that was my first like little bit of foundation when it came to jiu-jitsu itself. And thank you, AJ, Nick, Ashton. You guys are all awesome. I, uh, man, that's where it all started. That's awesome. And then from Turkey, I came back to Grand Forks. Uh, when I, while I was in Turkey, I was researching um, in Grand Forks of where to train with. I, people were telling me to hit up Butch High Check. Uh, you guys don't know Butch is an old ba- uh, what was I top bass? What? An old boxer. He is like a Golden Glove boxer. He's a he's a well-known fighter boxer out of Grand Forks. Uh, I've trained with Butch a lot, and he's an awesome guy. But initially, I got a hold of Ken who is the owner of PMA, Progressive Martial Arts. And this is back when they were at the Red River Gymnastics Gym and we were still on the carpet doing training there. And it really wasn't a jujitsu thing. It was more, we did jujitsu and grappling, but it was more of like an MMA type based thing. So we would show up, uh, Ken and Ken would put us through some warmups. Um, uh, I remember there was, Gorno was there, uh, Kyle Gregoire. There's so many guys that, that were there that would just in the beginning Tupo you were there pretty much from the beginning oh man so many guys it was it was so much fun but anyway we'd show up at the Red River Gymnastics Gym and it'd be pretty late it'd be like 8 o'clock 
and we would all go out and Ken would warm us up with some neat drills and then we all do stand-up stuff, uh, striking, sparring, all that fun stuff. And then the second half, we would do grappling and jujitsu and it was awesome. I remember those days. It was so much fun. I remember the first day I got carpet burns on the top of my feet, on my toes, on my knees. Because I was a wrestler and I'm always shooting in and you're dragging your knee and your feet when you shoot in and got shredded. I got in the shower and it was the worst. It was like, oh man. But uh, yeah, that was back in the day. And then Ken uh, and Brock uh, and a bunch of guys, Andrew, you guys all went and set up the new progressive martial arts where it is now in the basement uh, underneath, uh, right by Fredson's Bank across from Washington on Hugo's. Those of you are not from Grand Forks, I'm sorry. <laughs> but now progressive martial arts moves there and they get wall mats, we get some nice mats, we have bags up and it's turning into a legit gym and uh, we, get all, we get all set up there and then I deployed a Qatar. Uh, I don't know if I'm missing stuff. Where else did I train? Oh, yeah, Vegas. So backstep a little bit. Uh, I went to Las Vegas, and I? was there for TDY. I was an instructor for a canine school, a pre-deployment school for canine handlers. And while I was there, for three months I got to be there, uh, five guys we shared. I've probably talked about this before, but five guys we shared two vehicles. So I picked a gym that was close to the hotel that we stayed at. And it was Excel Defense. And I go there, man, and I get humbled really fast. Like, I think I'm a good grappler, fighter guy. You know, I've had fights, and I had, I had a fight. Uh, the Winter Brawl fight was actually right after that deployment, or that, that TDY. When I got back from that TDY, I had, my defi- I had like a fight within two weeks. But while I'm there, man, like I, had, I got great uh, kickboxing and Muay Thai training. And I got to grapple and ra- wrestle and roll with amazing guys my first black belt ever that i got to roll with uh his name his name was jesus and he's a cuban guy older man and he came in and he had like his oil quick lube shirt on and he started teaching class before he even took it off and he and it was a nogi class so i don't know what people's ranks are and this is almost before this is really before we even had rash guards that had rank on them some guys did but not too many and uh what year would this have been? 2011, 12, somewhere in there maybe? Man. But I trained there with those guys. But Jesus, so I, I go to roll with this guy for the first time and we slap hands and he like shoulder locks me like instantly and he shoulder locks me again. And I kept digging for a far side underhook. And if you'd not pass the guard and you start digging for that stuff, you got you put yourself out there for shoulder locks to get your arm locked down. A lot of different problems. And they obviously shows that I was still sucked back then. <laughs> But I learned a lot there, man. I learned so much from all those guys. I got to roll with high-level dudes, and I got to compete with those guys. It was so much fun. Uh, Mika Kapili, uh, is, he was, he's, the, uh, he's the head instructor, the professor there. And that guy, if you guys know anything of him in jiu-jitsu, he's so awesome. So got to learn a lot of stuff down there. Turn the heat up here, guys. I come back to Grand Forks. I can do my... Uh, I do my winter brawl fight against Josh Huber and lose. I got submitted, actually. I got choked out with like a minute left. It was terrible, but it is what it is. Uh, I keep training at PMA, uh, and then I get to deploy to Qatar. And while I'm in Qatar, I, I, I get there right away. I'm there for almost a couple weeks, and I'm looking for guys to roll with. And I knew guys would be doing jujitsu there. And uh, run into a guy... Uh, they sent me to um, Rob. They sent me to meet up with this guy named Rob uh, Harrison. 
and he is a black belt now. I believe he just got his black belt not too long ago. Congratulations, Rob, you wrist-locking asshole. Obviously, probably doesn't listen to my podcast. I don't think anybody does. That's the way I feel. I just feel like nobody listens to the shit. Why? Anyway, Rob uh, introduces me to a few guys, a, a Marine, a couple other guys, and we get to go to the Special Forces compound, so we can't get in there without him. And I had a vehicle there, so it helped a lot, where I could drive over there and whatever because I was a kennel master and I had a lot of leeway and I could drive wherever I wanted and this and that so we would go over there <clears throat> to special forces compound roll out these wrestling mats and we would just roll with each other Rob would show or guys would show some technique here and there but not very often and it was just more rolling and we beat the crap out of each other and uh, eventually a guy shows up with a, he's a purple belt named Gordon Kimura he's now a black belt as well and he runs and teaches in his own school him and his wife have a yoga jujitsu school together uh, inverse university or whatever. What is it called? Inverse yoga, inverse something. Gordon Kimura. The dude is like amazing. He's Hawaiian, Japanese, whatever you were, man. Like that dude was so cool. He's a little guy too. And he taught me so much fun. Little guy jujitsu. We had so much fun over there. We rolled so much. I got cauliflower, cauliflower ears six times. Uh, Rob left. So when Rob left, we lost, we lost access to the special forces compound. So we decided it was just easier to use the gymnasium that was over by where we stayed and we got these I got these red mats from the security forces guys that do combatives and stuff on them and they let us use them and me and Gordon would set them up and we would just roll every day and then you get guys that were TDY blue belts brown belts and just come through and you'd have just so many different guys to roll with and I got my game just changed and really started getting better at jiu-jitsu when I was there thanks to Gordon and all the guys that I trained with over there I can't even think of half their names uh <laughs> Man, it was a blast. Uh, while I'm there, Gordon, and this is, it, you guys can call it what it is. You can come try to take my belt from me now. I don't give a shit. But Gordon gave me my blue belt while I was there, and he said he ran it by his black belt, which, God, I can't remember who it was at the time. It was like George George Lopez. I think it's a comedian. It was something like that. Well... I'm not going to say no, man. I'm taking a blue belt, dude. I've been doing jiu-jitsu for like seven years at this point or grappling, you know, maybe six years at this point, And I'm like, I'll take it or whatever. And, you know, if you don't think I should be a blue belt, take it from me. Well, within a month or so of getting back from Qatar, uh, me and some of the progression martial arts guys, shout out to Garrett. Garrett was a, he's a purple belt. I don't what's going on with you, man. I got to look you up. I don't know sure if where he's at or what he's got going on. I don't know if he bounced off of social media. I haven't heard from Garrett in a while. But Garrett was a purple belt at PMA and was helped teach and with Ken and stuff. And I would also teach at Progressive Martial Arts. I was one of the instructors for a long time and teaching gi and Ken would teach no gi. And man, I, I love to teach. I love to show how much like I have a passion for it and I just love to show other people and teach them. And it's changed my life so much. And you get this feeling like, why does everybody not do this? Why does everybody not do jujitsu? And I know it can be scary to start it and go whatever, but back on track. Let's get back to it. I've talked about that so many times. Why would you not want to learn to defend yourself? Why would you want, not want to learn to be a better... Just, it just humbles you, makes you better. I know it's not for everybody. I can't talk like that. So, I get back and I go do a Naga tournament in Minneapolis. And I got third in Nogi because I got caught in a shitty choke and I couldn't get out. And I got third in Nogi. And then I won Masters in Gi and I blew some dude's shoulder out. And felt terrible or whatever. I think that was in Nogi that I hurt that guy's shoulder. But then in Gi, I go on and I and I won uh, 
pretty I subbed my way through Gi and it was pretty obvious that I should I, I deserved and earned that blue belt and like I said come try to take it from me I'm a purple belt now come take it I don't give a shit people be like you kind of cocky lately and it's like I'm just I know I'm good at jujitsu. I know I'm good at grappling yeah there's guys out there that destroy me but then there's guys out there that destroy that guy and that guy and that guy and the levels of jujitsu were just insane like I can jump on somebody and just have my way with them, right? Like not sexually. I know that sounded terrible. I had to, why? I could just have, I can do, I can wrap them up. I can submit them, do whatever. Like they, nothing they can do. Like they can try to go this way and I'm going that way. And I just, they can't, nothing they can do about it. Well, there's a guy out there that can grab me and do that to me. Josh did that to me on Tuesday. I None I had for Josh. Every time I try to do something, I'm like getting wrapped up in something else. And that's fucking awesome to me. It's like a roller coaster ride. And it tells me that I got to get better. And it humbles me. And it makes me realize that, dude, no matter how, how cocky and how good I think I am at jujitsu, and I know I'm good at it, somebody out there is going to wrap me up. Somebody's going to grab that guy and wrap him up. And then there's somebody that's going to beat that dude. You know what I mean? There's so many levels of it that it's, it's just so crazy. Well, I'm just going off about it. That's my rant. Uh, back to it. So progression martial arts, uh, I join, I do a tournament in mini, another tournament in Minneapolis as a blue belt. And I joined the, I entered the purple belt division and I beat two guys. The one guy was really good. The other guy wasn't so good. He's an older man. And I sub him right away. And then I beat up, um, I beat up on the one dude in Gi and he actually beat me in Nogi. He got me in a triangle. I was beating him by points, caught me in a triangle. Anyway, so now at this point I'm showing that I, you know, I'm competing with purple belts and I'm doing whatever and then uh out of nowhere man i did i really didn't know it was coming dylan comes to pma one time maybe it was for a seminar to teach or whatever and he stripes me up he gives me four stripes on my blue belt and i'm like hell yeah you know let's do this and then i get back in line and then he calls me back up and he gives me my purple belt and i am like it blew my i just that was the happiest it was one of the happiest days of my life when i got my purple belt and just just so excited and then i like i said i taught a lot of classes and just Love being at PMA and uh, the incident happened where I had to step away from progressive martial arts for a while. And you guys know I don't talk about the incident on here because it's it's hard to do it without talking shit about somebody. and Not like that, but it's nobody's business and it's over now and it's done with. And I got banished to the wilderness, was, which was map fitness. Oh, shout out Megan. It's her birthday. Uh, Megan Pierce. With the owner of Map Fitness, who I talk about on here all the time, Map is a great gym. They got a full cage, got some mats on the floor, and then they have rogue equipment, CrossFit stuff. Uh, you guys know I talk about it all the time. 24-hour access. Megan, happy birthday! And Map Fitness is is awesome. And I have nothing against Map Fitness now that I'm back at PMA. None of that fucking political gym bullcrap right and nobody at pma has hard feelings towards the guys at map or any of this like i tell those guys out at map like map's a good place to do your mma get together out there and beat each other up come over to pma turn it down a little bit and do some jujitsu relax chill get in there and i i i liked i think i like jujitsu because in mma like it's so intense and it's crazy and i like that stuff but it's also nice to just turn that off and just be able to roll and chill and do whatever well, as you guys know, to continue the, the journey part where I'm at now is I'm back in, at PMA and I'm getting roles with guys that are awesome. I'm getting to show some younger guys some stuff and I go there and I talk probably too much. I know I'm a talkative person and I like to joke and have fun with everything I do in life. 
and I talk and you know I even told Ken I was like tell me to shut up but talk too much you know and and I love it I respect those guys so much and I love being back there just as a student it is so great being back there and learning from Ken and Josh and the other Josh and other guys and just dude all you guys there I love all you I don't know if, if any of you guys listen to this podcast or not but and that's it man uh I missed you. I didn't give you a shout out. I don't know. Like if you're part of my journey, uh, he obviously Dylan Spicer. I gotta like throw and ACA Academy of Combat Arts. Throughout this whole process, I guess this yeah man. I feel terrible now because I didn't mention throughout this whole process. While I was in Grand Forks and I started training at PMA, we would whenever we got a chance and we got some extra time or we just we could make it down to Fargo to go to Academy of Combat Arts and train with Dylan Spicer and all his guys. We did it because it made us so much better, especially fighters. We had to go there as fighters. We had to train with other fighters. You know, iron sharpens iron, and it made me better at jiu-jitsu, made me better fighting, grappler, everything, you know. And now he's, now I still want to get back down there. I just want to make sure that my body is in right shape to go down there, and I can't wait to get back down there and train with those guys. And Dylan just did a seminar up here recently and showed some awesome stuff, stuff I kind of used, but it's like he showed it it's just so much more tools for the toolbox uh so that's my jujitsu journey up till now i'm i might have forgot stuff maybe i didn't i got to do combatives while i was uh down in uh vegas i guess i could throw that out there so i got to like teach these people these handlers that were coming up and they're cocky assholes and then all of a sudden we got to do combatives and i'm better than everybody else at this like nobody can touch me i've been training it for a long time and just strangling those guys it was so much fun but come out you guys learn it don't be afraid of it uh they're really not i don't, I think, I don't know if people are intimidated because they think it's like a, com- a combative thing and you're gonna get hurt or you're in such bad shape that you're like i'm just gonna get super tired right away well, you guys right when i started back so tired right away it's embarrassing i get it but you're not gonna get better or get in better shape if you're not in you know what I mean? If you feel like I should be in the gym, but I, but, but, but then you're in the wrong place. You should be in the gym. It's going to start there. It's going to start at home on a treadmill. It's going to start at home. Just walking in place, doing body weight squats, do something, get moving, get motivated, do what you got to do for real. Like I know I was complaining earlier about finances and so what man, I'm alive. I should be happy that I'm alive. I complain that it's cold outside. Who cares? We take for granted that being on this tiny little planet and being a person that got to be born here, especially in America, where every time I flush a toilet, I re- I, every time I flush a urinal or a toilet, I'm like, people somewhere are dying because the water they have to drink makes them sick or they, it, it makes them, they can kill them, you know, or they don't have water, they don't have clean water and we flush our toilets, we flush our shit and our piss down with water that people would die to have so don't take that shit for granted like at all be happy that we're here i know life can suck sometimes and it throws you curveballs and it hurts your neck hurts your fucking back life sucks man but it's still life you still got it you got you know i'm getting so preachy about it but yeah man i don't know what i'm doing next i think mma minute is next you guys it's that time for Facebook fun. Here we go. Let's have some fun. Uh, so dumb. So terrible. Love it. Facebook fun. So I don't know if this we're going to call. That sounds kind of lame. But 
Uh, every week I post a post on Facebook about, hey, let's talk. Um, and I talk about it on the podcast. Not always. Depending on what all gets brought up or if we have good things to talk about, I'll do it if I have time for it or whatever. But this week, we have time for it. And some good shit popped up. I'm going to start off right right at the beginning and say, uh, Travis, my man, Travis Teeley, you graduated together. I don't know if you graduated, did you? Did you graduate? You might have. I think you graduated. Got a little crazy toward the end there. Maybe you didn't. I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you have to hit me up sometime, dude. For real, let me know what's up. Uh, but you came up with a great idea of like Coon Pecker Party, Testicle Festival, other Midwestern celebrations. So, <laughs> this is funny because I knew how to cut a coon pecker out of a coon pecker. So, out of a coon, a raccoon. Well, raccoons have a bone, um, which actually a lot of uh, mammals do, I guess. Or a lot of, um, I forgot what they said there was. I don't even remember now. Jesus. Take a breath, Dave. You're losing your mind. Um, a lot of them. I guess a gorilla has a bone they use as a uh, as a dick or as a penis, and uh, chimps do too, or something. Like there's actual other primates that have a bone, and us humans are like kind of got either we evolved away from it or we don't have a bone. We don't have a boner anymore. Uh, in research to this, I did uh, I did find some interesting stuff about. Um, people think like when they talk about the Bible and in Genesis, uh, God took a rib from the man to make the woman. Well, maybe it wasn't a rib. Maybe it was our boner to make the woman. So women are actually our boners. <laughs> I read that on the internet. It's gotta be true. It's gotta be freaking real, right? It doesn't matter. Anyway, I, I've talked about this on before. I could skin a raccoon uh, I don't know, like eight years old, nine years old, out in the shed, we were skinning raccoons, and you'd get a uh, a male, and you'd push in this one spot, and you just cut out their bone, and there's a bone that's in there that they use for breeding, and it's considered their their pecker. It's called a coon pecker, uh, or their, their boner, I guess. Uh, no, I know the actual name of it. Dang it, I wrote it down in my notebook, and I'm gonna have it here with me. Oh, it starts with a B. Bolivula, Bolivula, Bolivula. I don't remember, man. I'm not gonna remember. It's a coon pecker. But I know how to cut him out of a raccoon when I was like eight. And then the weirdest shit is that gunslingers, uh, gunslingers bar in Twinbrook, South Dakota, would have a coon pecker contest every year. Maybe they still do. I don't know. So they have like contests. I never got to go. I was too young. And you know they have awards for the biggest pecker smallest pecker and then also probably I think they had like the weirdest pecker or something something weird like that and then people would make earrings out of them uh coon peckers or I guess toothpicks like I don't know why but you can get a coon pecker toothpick or a pick now it's like yeah yeah earrings what I say jewelry all sorts of stuff made of these little coon boners and I can't even explain to how, how they look they look like they have a joint on each end and they just twist uh, the different directions at each end. I don't know. Google it. Shit. Maybe you don't want that in your Google. Uh, testicle festivals also. Um, dude, I'll get into coon peckers more, man. I could probably talk about a lot of these Midwestern celebrations that we did growing up. I could probably make a whole podcast or a story time about it. But uh, the testicle festivals, I know at the, um, the fire hall there in Millbank every year, they had a testicle feed or whatever, the Rocky Mountain Oyster feed. 
and they would have beef, pork, and sheep testicles, I believe. And I went there a couple times. We went to one that was out at somebody's house one time. Shit tastes good, man. Fried up, dip it in something. I don't know. Ketchup ranch didn't matter. Like it was actually really good. So I know Rocky Mountain oysters is a thing, which is like goat's nuts or I don't know, bull nuts, right? Bull nuts. Thank you, Travis, for that shit. <laughs> it's good stuff, man. For real. I'm gonna get some, do some more research on some crazy shit we used to do and. Like, go back and find out when... Uh, it'd be neat to go back and find out, like, when did that shit start? Why did people start using coon peckers? Who started using coon peckers and why? Who found out that coons had a pecker? I want to know that guy. Right? <laughs> Maybe I don't want to know that guy. Anyway. Oh, here comes Jimmy Mack with one of his funny comments. I'm not even going to talk about it. But he did say something about training with Mr. Hadorn. And I know I talked about this on my last podcast and I gave him shit about it. If you guys don't know, me and Jimmy will get a little vulgar on Facebook. You might want to stay away from our conversations if you care at all. But anyway, <clears throat> I don't do a lot of research for the shit that we do. I just go through here and you guys get the real jibber-jabbery me to talk about whatever the fuck you guys want to talk about on this fucking post. You guys are making me angry and vulgar. But anyway, training with Mr. Hadorn. Uh, so he was the assistant coach when I was there. I don't, did he become the head? I think he became the head coach eventually when Mr. Hirsch left to go to Watertown. And, uh, reading some of your comments, Jimmy, stop. Mr. Hadorn was interesting. And I talked about him before where Mr. Hirsch was pretty compassionate and kind of whatever, but Mr. Hadorn, man, was the guy that, a story for you. Scotty Hadorn, uh, is his, is his son. Scott's older than me. I think he was actually a senior when I was a freshman and he wasn't one of the asshole seniors. He's actually pretty cool with me. And, and, uh, I, I like Scotty a lot. Really good dude. I follow him on Facebook, see some of the stuff he does. looks like he's living a pretty awesome, interesting life. Uh, shout out, uh, to Scotty Hadorn, uh, coach Hadorn's son. Well, Scotty, I don't know if he took a headbutt or whatever happened. Well, he, he goes down and starts yelling and he, and he holds, he's got, he's holding his head or his eye and Mr. Hadorn goes out there and kicks him and he's like, get up get up right now and then all of a sudden uh scotty like opens his hands up and there's i don't know like this is my take on the story i don't know what who knows what really happened but i know scotty got uh, that normal like that boxer's cut right above his eye where there's the thinner material in your skull and it splits open easily and it splits open and i he mr hatter gets out there and he shows him and the blood just starts running all over and Mr. Hattern like just turns and he's like, I need a towel <laughs> or I needed something. And we taped it up and Scotty finished the match. Dude, that was nuts. Shout out to you, Scotty. Mr. Hattern, uh would put us out. We would run sprints in the halls until we'd be thrown up and dying. And I wouldn't want it any other way. Mr. Hattern, thank you, coach. Appreciate you for reals. Let's keep moving along. Pat, favorite. Uh, my boy Pat Noah Shoe, uh, my official sponsor. What's up, dude? <laughs> Such a dork right now. Uh, favorite nonprofit and why? Dude, I haven't thought about a nonprofit or organization or anything like that in a long time. And I could have researched some and this and that, but I really don't. I'm not I'm not involved in it at all, man. And and I don't know, when I got out of the military, dude, I just kinda like I didn't want to go to the VA, dude. I didn't even do a VA claim for disability, man. I um there's some deep demons and shit going on in my head that make me not want to uh, even think about the military. And the funny part is, is talking about Djibouti Afrikan here, talking about you, Pat. 
it like starts to refresh some of those memories and maybe I need to maybe I need to dig those out of there and talk about them and get rid of them and because some of them suck man and not all the not necessarily the being in combat and the war stuff and being and seeing some nuts seeing some crazy shit or whatever and just how other people live and just I get back here man and I should never complain about having a bed to sleep in or just a, you know a home anything man like food I've seen people starving to death and I've seen people just living in shit, you know, literally. So, Pat, I'll look into it, man, or send me some of your ideas, dude. I really don't. I know we used to have Space Coast War Dogs and a whole bunch of other places that, like, they like to help dogs out. Uh, other uh, corporate, like, corporations, nonprofits that organizations that help out um, veterans, the troops. And, and I, I'm sure it's all great shit, man. But, Pat, I really did dump all that stuff, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm working with the VA again on some stuff. And But, man, yeah, crazy, right? Hit me up. Let me know what you think of that. Kyle Cole, what's up, buddy? My trucker buddy uh, from Millbank as well. Uh, haven't had to listen the last three or four, but conspiracy theories would be fun. Oh, dude, I don't got time, man. I got to get back into work. I was in a, I I wrote you. What did I say on here? Oh, my simulation theory. So just to give you an idea, um, conspiracy theories. One of my favorite ones. We'll just do this first. I won't get into the simulation theory, but we're all in a simulation right now. And our bodies are on a mothership or a ship that's on its way to another planet because we're going there for, who knows? You can think of any reason. And it's all fun to play with that stuff. And I love it, man. And I, I feel like maybe we ate up all the resources on our previous planet and we're on our way to the next one. And our, when you're in like some hyper sleep or whatever, because it takes lifetimes to get to that next planet we're traveling to, or maybe we're just floating through space. Dude, I could go all day. All day, man. My mind is like, veins all over. Maybe we're on an exploration ship and maybe these aren't even like what our bodies really look like. You know what I'm saying? Like I could get crazy with it, man. Crazy. But one of my favorite conspiracy theories, look into it, is George Hinky Jr. I've talked about it on here. I say that too much. But I talked about it on here and uh, I, he was a Secret Service guy that was in a vehicle behind JFK's uh, convertible and they think that I think or whatever if you look into it that uh, Oswald fired the first shot and missed or whatever second shot hits and then when um, John Hinckley Jr. goes to put his he reaches for an M16 uh, A1 puts it on the roof of the Suburban they were driving and they think it might have went off and it shot straight forward and hit the president in the back of the head it's just a conspiracy theory though I don't even know if it's for real um, Joe, I didn't have a chance to look into this goddamn Colorado runner kills cougar in self-defense after attack. I promise you this. We'll get into this story next week, and I'll look into it a little more, and I'll research it, and we'll fucking... Is it for real? Joe Rogan shared it, man. It must be real. I'm just playing. But that'd be... Dude, no way. And then they're saying it's a jujitsu guy. So, hey, jujitsu save your life. Whatever. <laughs> Crazy, right? All right. Thank you, all you guys, uh, for fucking writing that crazy shit on here. This is fun. I love the Facebook fun part. And um, next Monday, I'll put one up again, and let's talk again, man. Come at me with some ideas. Uh, shit was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the moment you have been waiting for. Coming out of the red corner... The number one podcast in Grand Forks, North Dakota. The Dave Cast MMA Minute. Once again, you guys, 
humongous thank you, Brandon Duclerc, my boy. Thank you so much for that intro, dude. I love it. Every time I hear it, it gets me excited. The number one podcast. I don't think I have the number one podcast on Grand Forge, believe it or not. I don't even know where I rank. Uh, there are a few other podcasts, but they go through a radio station. That's not fair, right? They get advertising and all the other good shit. And they're talking about the news. And they probably have somebody write it for them. And whatever, man. This is real. This is Dave Cast. Fucking talking on my ass. But uh, MMA, you guys. We got shit coming up. Uh, we'll go right into UFC 234. It's in Australia. Um... Whitaker versus Calvin Gaslam. I think it's going to be an awesome fight, man. Robert Whitaker has been out for a while dealing with injuries. I think he has shoulder issues. Not sure. Don't quote me on it. Don't quote me on any of this crap. Uh, he's fighting Gaslam, man. Like, they both got gnarly stand-up. Uh, Whitaker really takes it to you, but Gaslam's got, like, some laser legit punching, and he, he's got power behind it. Uh, both of them have beat the, high, the highest of the highest level guys. Uh, at middleweight, and I'm fucking excited, dude. It's going to be a good fight. Um, who am I taking in that? Jesus, you guys. I'm going to go with Whitaker, but I don't know. He's been out for a while. Uh, I really haven't thought this through, so you guys are getting me live right in the moment. I don't know. Oh, man. Ken's putting out open map for tonight, and I am not going to the gym tonight. Like I told you guys, sick. Um, blah. So I'm not going to go spread this shit with other people. Like I probably shouldn't have been there Tuesday, but I really, I didn't know I was sick until I was at the gym. Once I realized I was rolling with people and I was like, I am fucking drained. And it was just my body just starting to get sick. And like I said, kids, people, we all get sick. It's that time of year. It's cold. It's whatever. But the MMA minute's longer than a minute now. Ken, thank you for interrupting, but he's just texting a mass text out, letting everybody know. Uh, that the gym is going to be open. So let's take with. I'm going to stick with Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker is going to win. Um, I think he wins by TKO third round. Third round TKO over Gaslam, Robert Whitaker, and then another fight on here that I am so excited about is uh, you have Stylebender versus the Spider Man, Anderson Silva versus Israel Adesanya. Is that how you say his name? Adesanya, bro, both striking. Machines, yes. Anderson might be in his, might be past his prime. Uh, Anderson's got, he's tested positive for steroids, and he can't juice this time. Maybe he's not going to be as good. I don't know, and I don't care. It's going to be nuts, dude. It's going to be such a good fight. Uh, I am, dude. I don't bet against Anderson Silva, man. I hope we see an old Anderson Silva, and he comes out and he wins this shit. And but, <laughs> dude, Stylebender is on a roll, and he is something special. So. I don't know. I'm not betting against either of these fools. Uh, but Anderson, uh, I say Anderson wins that, dude. I hope it goes decision. I hope it's like a, I don't know if they get to do a five-rounder. Co-main event gives a five-round. No, I'm not sure. But I'm going to say Anderson Silva by decision. Uh, I hope it doesn't get boring like they counsel each other out, which two high-level strikers can do that at times. And I don't know. We'll see what happens, man. Rainy Yaha is on there. Uh, Doyang Ma. I don't know. There's a bunch of guys that have you. Sam Alvey. There's, there's some good fights on here, but for the casual fan, I don't think they really would know or whatever. Uh, then also Bellator, Matt Mitrione. Well, that's Friday the 15th. That ain't this weekend, is it? Nope, that's next weekend. Uh, this weekend, Bellator has a it's Pitbull versus uh, Scope, huh? I don't even know who Scope is. I'm telling you, Ryan Scope. Should I know? Maybe. It's 10-1. and 1. 
Ryan Scope, Big Baby. Not sure, man. But they got one. He's got... We'll see what happens. Uh, but there's some Bellator on this weekend. There's the UFC 234. Uh... Not bad. And then uh, next, yeah, next Friday you got Mitrion versus uh, Kartanov. So I'll have to talk about that next week. We'll get into that next week. That was the MMA minute, you guys. It was probably more than a minute, but I can't spit all that out in a minute. And I probably should have took more time on it. But like I said, you guys, I'm getting tired. I'm not getting tired. What am I talking about? I'm getting sick. And I got been pounding the water, pounding the vitamin C, trying to not get sick. And my voice is already losing me. So you guys are going to get a short podcast this week. Thank you so much for listening. Alaska Canine Solutions, my one and first official sponsor, dude. Pat, love you, buddy. Um, reach out to him for any sort of dog training. If you're in Alaska and you want your shit searched by a bomb dog or you want to contract out some security safety shit, he is your man. Dogs are the way to go when it comes to finding things, uh, finding people. Um, when shit hits the fan and you have a dog there and that dog even looks intimidating or even barks like... It's people fucking chill out really fast when a dog is there. So once again, thank you, Pat. Hit me up, you guys, on uh, Facebook, on yeah, Facebook, Dave. I'm losing my train of thought, you guys. Uh, Dave's podcast one at gmail.com. Email me. Uh, Dave's podcast on Facebook, Dave Helmbrecht on Facebook, Funny Welder Instagram, and Twitter. Love you guys so much. Thank you much for listening. My listeners are going up, you guys. You're making it happen, and I love the support don't stop. Later, guys. See you next week.